2: The JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a terrific Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. Hope you got a a great start your week. I'm going to be hanging with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much to super producer and host Ryan Hickey. And thank you to you. Yeah, you listening all over North America, locked in on the free Odyssey app. People tuned in on their local radio affiliates. We got people tuning in on Sirius XM channel 158. What's up, Sirius people? I guess uh, paying that money a month. Thank you so much. And we got people listening on smart speakers. If you have one in your house just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio and then boom the JR Sport Brief show pops up everybody else show will pop up man what a busy weekend that we've had NFL war car weekend is still going on we got Tampa Bay and the Eagles this evening and i know the well Tampa Bay they're trying to eliminate a team that's looked like garbage Over the past two months, and that happens to be the Philadelphia Eagles. They limped into the postseason with a record of one and five. It looked like they were going to be right up there with the Eagles as one of the top teams in the NFC. They went to the Super Bowl last year, and now they are just trying to stay alive. Trying. It's going to be, I wouldn't be shocked if the Buccaneers knock off the Eagles now. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Meanwhile, we got another. Wild card game going on right now. It was not scheduled to go on right now, but because of massive snowfall over the weekend and into yesterday and into the morning of yesterday, the Buffalo Bills are in action right now, this minute, this second. They're heading towards halftime. They lead the Pittsburgh Steelers 21 to 7. And the big story out of this game is that they were shoveling snow until this morning. It feels like they were shoveling snow out of the stands until Until they open up the damn gates, you would not be able to tell that it snowed in that damn place. Even with some of the images that went viral uh, overnight and this morning where we had numbskulls just kind of, uh, you know, I I guess if you're getting $20 an hour to shovel, you might as well have some fun. These dudes are, you know, flowing down the ramps like they're they're slides and maybe they still got paid. I assume that they, they did. So we'll keep you up to date on this game if you've watched the pittsburgh steelers throughout the course of the year and and no it's it's not kenny pickett out there it's still mason rudolph if you've watched this team you know that they're going to be hard pressed to come up and score i don't know uh, the the 24 points minimum that it would be required to win this game or excuse me the 22 points required to win this game buffalo leads 21 to seven, We will keep you up to date there. And we already know about some of the other amazing matchups that we saw over the weekend. How about this? Dolphins and the Chiefs playing in that, I don't want to call it frozen tundra. That sounds like gimmick infringement for the uh, Green Bay Packers. But we saw the Chiefs and Dolphins. And Chiefs win. What a shock, right? The, the hot team from the, you know, the, I don't want to call it the, no, it's not the Pacific, the tropical weather, tropic weather. Uh, they sucked, they lost, 27-6. We know that the Texans, I thought that experience would come through for that Joe Flacco guy. It did not C.J. Stroud and the Texans. They walk away with a victory. Uh, last night, the Lions win their first playoff game in about 30 years. They knock off the Rams 24-23, and then we saw those Green Bay Packers. They smoked the Cowboys, 48-32. Pick sixes and mixed extra points and rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. It was just, this was ugly for the fans in Dallas. And and we're going to talk about that uh, momentarily. I'm sure it will be a theme throughout the course of the show. Matter of fact, it will. In about 15 minutes or so from now, we're going to talk to Michael Gelkin, Dallas Cowboys reporter for the Dallas Morning News. Last time I checked, Mike McCarthy Still has a job. Mike McCarthy has not been given the boot. That doesn't mean that it's not going to take place. I was a proponent, especially after the game ended, that Dak got to go. That Jerry Jones, it'd be nice if he could go, but he owns the team, and so Mike McCarthy is likely. Uh, the next dude to go ahead and get the boot. So we'll get into that and talk it all. If you want to holler at me here on CBS Sports Radio, the number is 855 4 CBS. That's 855 4 CBS. You can find me every place humans exist on the internet, online, social media. I am at JR Sport Brief. That's at JR Sport Brief all over the internet. Before I do anything else, Hey Ryan Hickey man, you good? How are you? JR, I am
3: good. I I am good. Doing better than Cowboys fans right now, that's for sure. Doing better than any Dolphins player that was in for lack of a better term, frozen
2: tundra on Saturday ah, yeah, night.
3: Sure, so, we sure. are warm and we are not defeated.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that's nice. That's a that's a beautiful thing. To not be defeated. Is a beautiful thing, and, and we're going to figure out soon enough whether or not uh, Mike McCarthy, well, it looks like he's already been defeated. He has, and now we just have to see whether or not he is going to be released, whether he's going to get let go, whether or not he is going to be done and cooked. And so we'll talk about these Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I, I do want to mention this. I ran over here. Man, the Hawks suck so bad. I, I just looked at the score. And so, Ryan, right before I jumped into the studio – You know, in the NBA, you only got East versus West once a year. And so certain guys and teams, depending on where you live, you only see them once. Today was the only day that Victor Wimbenyama was going to come here to Atlanta. And so I went and saw Victor Wimbenyama warm up. I got got some posts uh, on my social media, at JR Sport Brief. And I'm looking at the score. At one point, the Atlanta Hawks led by like, oh, my God, 30, 35 points. And they only won by 10. 109-99, to what a shock. The Hawks suck. Uh, they don't know what defense is. And the San Antonio Spurs are running out dudes that I've never heard of in my life. Uh, so not, not all that surprising that it ended up being a close game. But Victor Wembenyama, Ryan, he only scored zero points in the first half. He finished with uh, 26. He got busy at the end of the game. He's he different, man. I, I think we all know this. We've drawn this conclusion, but he, he's different. That is for sure. I was going to ask like, how does he look? I've only,
3: I've seen him once in person at a media event before the um, NBA draft. And obviously like he is massive, right? Seven, three, seven, four. But it's like, it's different when you look at him just with no one else. It was just him, right? So, and it's just normal other media folks like us. So we're. Six foot, so it's like you see a massive person. It's like, wow, that guy's tall. What did he look like compared to other NBA players in person? Like, is his
2: size with big guys? Right, him still that pronounced. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me to say. I ain't I ain't but so tall. I don't even go past five eight. You know, but I'm used to being around tall dudes all the damn time, and so it's not it's not unusual to stand next to somebody who's seven feet tall at the game and just have a whole conversation. Yeah, No, nah, He he's obviously much taller and much longer. And the thing is, it's one thing to see it on video. It's another thing to see it online, social media. You know, how fluid he is as a player and how well he moves. He There is nothing awkward about him. He's just long. You know, most – like, you think about a kid who might be in high school or middle school who's taller than everybody, and it's like they have to grow into their body and their arms and their legs, and they're just – gangly and moving all over the place he's very fluid it's like he and i know this sounds crazy it's like he is a normal sized person who's just stretched out and he is he's just so fluid he was like i got i stood there and watched him and i recorded minutes of him just warming up and there were no 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 he wasn't herky jerky he wasn't awkward like bobon is the same height and i've seen Bobon. And you know, Bobon looks like he struggles to move. Like that's not this dude. He looks like a normal dude, a normal guy, and he's moving around like he's just stretched the hell out. He's he's special, man. And and especially given his flexibility, I, I don't I hope he doesn't get hurt, you know. Maybe his feet sometime, but he, he moves normal. Does that make sense? Weird explanation, Ryan. I'm sorry. No, it it does, especially
3: too when you watch him, like you look at other we'll call them bigger NBA players like Giannis, for example. Like, Giannis is massive, and we saw, like, you know, the free throw shooting, the three-point shot. Like, it looks awkward, and he's, like, learning on the job as he goes. He He looks
2: like a baby deer. (laughs) Exactly. A bull bull in the china shop.
3: Exactly right, and with with Yama, it's, like, it's fluid. It's natural. Like, any shot he wants on the court, he takes and he looks – like he's not seven forts. Yeah. It's weird and it's something we've not seen before.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a lot of fun. Like even this it's wild because I, I left the game early, obviously, to get here in the studio. When I left, he had zero points. Zero points. Let me say this. He had zero points and he had three block shots. And I said to myself, Okay, this is just a rookie, right? He's going to have some clunkers. I'm not going to be able to, to watch the second half, you know, live and in person. I'm just going to chalk this up to a disappointment. The man had 26 points in the second half. And I'm just, I think Trey Young had 25. It, it just shows you that there's, there's just no defense in the NBA. I know the Hawks don't play defense. At one point in time, I looked at Greg Popovich. I think the team was up. Uh, Hawks were leading by 30 at one point. And Popovich called a timeout. He got up off the bench, you know, walked towards the court, and he just had his his uh, his head in his hands and like rubbing his temples, like, man, what what am I doing? Thank God for Wembanyama. Otherwise, uh, you know, maybe Greg Popovich he would have uh, dipped and disappeared by now. But we'll see what happens with their development. Speaking of no defense, yes, there's another Texas team. They played last night. I'm sure the majority of America sat down and watched as the Dallas Cowboys showed that they really have no cojones. Okay, they have none. They have no gumption. They have no uh, intestinal fortitude. They have no other fortitude. They got no pride. I don't know. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys don't have a a leader. 48 to 32. I know a lot of it is uh, it's almost performance art. You know, we got Jimmy Johnson yelling like a complete nut at halftime to try to rile the guys up. I know, uh, you know, we can look at Michael Irvin decided to post a video as well, and everybody's screaming and yelling and raging. Everybody's angry. Oh, Des Bryant, Cowboys got too much talent. Everybody is ticked off because the Cowboys didn't play no defense. They couldn't connect on offense. The offense was giving up points to the defense. You got somebody like Aaron Jones, who's from Texas. He was out there running wild with three touchdowns. Jordan Love went out there. He threw for three touchdowns. This was embarrassing. Packers just walk in. The quarterback who's just, you want to talk about a, a, a rookie Okay, yeah, he's he's had the benefit of playing behind, you know, Aaron Rodgers for a couple seasons, but Jordan Love, all this whole playoff stuff is still new to him. He ain't been around. This is a fresh experience, and he's playing better than Dak. Dak Prescott has a playoff record now of two and five. And I'm sorry, I know the past couple of seasons you run into a, a potential Super Bowl contender if the quarterback doesn't blow out his elbow. You run into the 49ers, I'm expecting not a bloodbath, but I'm, I'm expecting a, a tough win. Are you going to come out on top? Can, can we say the same thing for the Cowboys? Can we say that the Dallas Cowboys are tough? I've seen enough, man. I really have. You know, over the past couple of years, I've said, oh, man, they've, they've been given the, the short end of the stick, and then they've run into teams that are, are, are better. And this year, do I, think, do I think Green Bay is a better team? No. But I think in the postseason, Dak looks in the mirror, and I guess he doesn't have confidence in who he is. I guess Dak Prescott forgets about the 36 touchdowns in the regular season, which he was the leader. Dak Prescott is not the dude. To be delivering you the ball sixty times, and he had to throw sixty times, Dallas Cowboys need more balance in the offense It's one thing to throw the rock around in the regular season it's another thing to try to go out there and win important games. It ain't gonna happen. Dallas Cowboys need balance, and no i'm I'm, I'm not saying that this is going to happen tomorrow I'm expecting it to happen tomorrow. I just feel very strongly about this. The combination of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, they are not winning a Vince Lombardi trophy. They'll probably keep Dak around because you can't get rid of him. He's still under contract. And what better option are you going to find? Probably not one. Mike McCarthy, I don't want to say coaches grow on trees, But I think there are some available coaches who are free to sign and go elsewhere. Someone like, I don't know, Mike Vrabel. Someone like, I don't know, Bill Belichick. Dallas Cowboys need structure. They need to be prepared. The Dallas Cowboys need a leader. Not a cheerleader as in the Cowboys cheerleaders. and Not a cheerleader as in an owner who will never shut the hell up in Jerry Jones. They need somebody on the field who will corral them, pull them together, and make a move. The way that lights come on or the lights are the brightest, yeah, he might be a good player. He might be an all-pro caliber player, pro-bowl caliber player. Forget all-pro. He ain't all-pro. He ain't no championship caliber player. He's going to have to really turn that around. I don't have no belief in him. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to keep you up to date with all of the games going on, the Buffalo Bills and the Steelers. Later on this evening, we know we have Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. We're going to take a break, and when we come back on the other side, I want to talk to someone who knows a little bit more about what's going on in Dallas. Michael Gelkin is going to join us from the Dallas Morning News. We are just getting warmed up. You're locked into the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Right before we went to break, yeah, we know we got a wild card game going on right now. Was delayed, currently in action. Buffalo leads Pittsburgh 21-7, to just underway in the third quarter. But yesterday afternoon, we saw a bloodbath. We saw an ass and The score isn't indicative of the beatdown that was handed down to the Dallas Cowboys as the Packers beat them. 48 to 32. Not the end of the season uh, that the Dallas Cowboys expected, especially given their success at home. 16 straight snapped. Mike McCarthy, his job might be snapped. Dak Prescott, a contract extension might be snapped. A lot of questions. I'm sure we're going to figure out what the aftermath is over the next couple of days. Uh, Over the next couple of months, but to talk about it right now and give us a preview as to what might happen. It's time for a conversation with Michael Gelkin, joining us representing the Dallas Morning News. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Certainly. Thank you for taking the time to hop on. I guess the first question is uh, after what we heard and saw last night and and here we are almost 24 hours later. Has there been any, you know, word as to what any next steps might be with the team?
1: No, no clarity in terms of the direction. And I think, obviously, there's certain questions that we won't get answers to uh, immediately as it pertains to, you know, what this loss, you know, and uh, what kind of effect it has on you know, Mike McCarthy's status. Uh, I know I, He's scheduled right now to have a Wednesday press conference with reporters. And I, I highly doubt that if it's Jerry Jones was to let him go, which I do think is, is a big if, uh, even still. Uh, despite that loss, uh, I, I don't think it would be something that Jerry Jones would do in the next forty-eight hours. Um, and then, of course, Dak Prescott, you know, his, his contract situation—it was a real gimme. I think throughout the organization, you know, we're, you know we want to lock him up, and I think that still might be the case. But you lose like that, you know, twelve and five, you know, at home, second seed in the NFC. Uh, things have lined up about as, as well, uh, which you could ask at the start of the year, and yet you have that kind of a disappointing performance. Um, you know, not to mention the defense uh, with Dan Quinn, um, just the players, the execution all, all the way through. It was um, just a really, really poor, poor performance. That if you're the owner of a team, in this case Jerry Jones, it, it, it's it's a type that forces you to step back and and decide. It if, if seems around you are um, you know what you thought they were, and you kind of second guess or at least question everything.
2: Dallas Morning News reporter Michael Gelkin is joining us here, at the JR. Sportbeat show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, for for clarity, you said that Mike McCarthy he, his press conference is scheduled for when
1: Wednesday. Uh, it's not official time yet, but that's the expectation is he'll speak to reporters on Wednesday afternoon.
2: Okay, and so you feel you feel confident that Mike McCarthy will still have his job for next season.
1: I, I thought you were to ask me to, to, to you know, what, what do I think is, is more likely to happen: Mike McCarthy being here or Mike McCarthy not being here? I, I would yes. say Mike McCarthy being here, um, and I think uh, I feel very confident that he'll still be here Wednesday to, to take that press conference. Wow,
2: wow! Now, when it comes to Jerry Jones, we've seen over the past, especially with Jason Garrett, it was uh, a lot of fans feeling that they held on a, a little too long. What what sentiment might exist for Jerry Jones to hold on to Mike McCarthy? He's been very clear over the past several seasons about kind of teasing that Mike won't always be the coach. You know, we got a guy upstairs and Dan Quinn. What do you think is going through his brain to to possibly lead to that conclusion?
1: Well, I think the timing of it, you know, I, I still think Jerry Jones is the same guy. Where you know he he's going to be very measured with how he proceeds. You know, he believes he believes in Jason Garrett. Uh, I think he believes in Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy uh, is an established Super Bowl winning head coach. Mike McCarthy this year had his fingerprints on the offense like he had him before here in Dallas, where. You know, Kellen Moore is, is gone. And then the new quarterback's coach, uh, you know, they, they just offense. some of the language uh, shifted. A lot of aspects of what they did shifted. And Mike McCarthy, you know, in the quarterback room as often as he was, he was a big part of it. And, you know, Dak Prescott is someone who played atrocious. I believe his words were, I sucked tonight. Uh, that's what he said yesterday. And get the, you know, you know, again, Mike McCarthy's fingerprints is on that too. But overall, you know, this is someone that they were in the conversations for a potential MVP uh, consideration. Sorry, my baby's uh, fighting a war with me as I'm talking. Uh, no problem. But, um, no, I would go. Yeah, so, 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 I, so I think that's um, you know, something that Jerry Jones sees, that is, is that Mike McCarthy did a heck of a job right until Sunday of coaching and preparing the football team, and he's got to sort through now uh, a team that won a lot of regular season games but hasn't been able to get over the hump. What needs to change in order for that to change?
2: Michael Gelkin here with us from the Dallas Morning News. You you mentioned the quarterback, and we see him lead the league in passing touchdowns. He now has a a postseason record of 2-5. and There were conversations about him getting a contract extension. You know, when he got that $40 million per, people looked at him and said, Oh, my God, Dak is not worth this much. And all these years later, it looks like it's a, a discount. What the heck could his next number be? uh given his performance in the playoffs and also knowing that hey you're not you're not joe burrow you're you're not lamar you haven't had the success what happens with his deal
1: it's an it's an important question um you know i I look back this morning i you know woke up and immediately decided i was going to look at every throw that jordan love threw And then every consequential throw that Dak Prescott threw. So, I basically threw out the fourth quarter. And these are two quarterbacks who are in line for a potential, you know, blockbuster-level contract extension. And it was clear who the superior quarterback was on Sunday. I mean, the anticipation with which Love threw the football the accuracy too, but I was just focused on that uh, trait. Uh, anticipation was light year ahead of, of Dak Prescott. And if you're talking about giving these both these players similar money in free agency, or before they hit free agency, giving them a similar level contract, and there's that much of a gap for that playoff performance that we saw to take place, it's like you're saying, okay, I, we are willing to give Uh, You know, same ballpark money to a guy who's not in the same ballpark uh, on the field. um, And that it it kind of inherently places you at a disadvantage if you build your football team uh, from a financial standpoint and a football standpoint. When you think
2: about the team going into the the offseason, Michael, you know, Cowboys fans are expecting their pound of flesh. They're expecting somebody or something to change. Uh, Dan Quinn, who knows? He might end up somewhere else or he still might be in the same position as defensive coordinator. If Mike McCarthy is gonna stick around, if Dak Prescott is gonna stick around, what changes? You know, what what are some adjustments in personnel for them to get over the hump? Because it seems like every postseason they keep on stalling.
1: That's a great question and I don't know the answer to it. That's something that I think is talking about line one, line two on Jerry Jones's desk, you've got to figure that out of, you know, what do you sell your fan base to that? You know, what's gonna be different? And it could require some bold strokes um yeah but again I don't I don't know what that looks like I, I think that's kind of one of the key questions that remains unanswered here um uh, and look I, I said I could see Mike McCarthy staying I, you know, I think it's, there's a very good chance of it but there's also a chance that Jerry Jones decides you know what we're, we're gonna we're gonna shake it up for that reason in part um and, and so we're, we're gonna have to wait and see and you know, I, I don't think Jerry is going to do anything rash. I, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to come again in the next 24, 48 hours. But it is something that, you know, until you know Jerry Jones can go on the radio or he can say, you know, kind things outside of a locker room following the game, and he has said that about Mike McCarthy. But he, right now, Mike McCarthy is someone who, if he's kept, would be going into the final season of his contract, and it's difficult to imagine right now Jerry Jones giving him an extension based on. the the hapless playoff performance that has happened now in three straight years. Yeah, it's
2: three straight years of of, of running in place. Michael, I want to thank you for taking the time to hop on. I know you got some fatherly duties that you need to holler and take care of. Where can we follow you and keep up with all your work with the Dallas Morning News?
1: Yeah, I'm on, uh, I guess, X is what they call it, uh, Galkin NFL. Or you could, you know, I don't know, people, uh, you know, We do have a newspaper website, DallasNews.com. A lot of the work behind the paywall, uh, you know, if you're so inclined, uh, but also understand, if not, uh, given the financial realities and everything.
2: Okay. Listen, Michael, appreciate you taking the time to hop on, and we're all going to pay attention to what changes or what may not. You be well, okay? Have a great evening. You too. Have a good night. All right. Thank you so much. That Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. He, he feels, and this isn't, this isn't law, but he feels that Mike McCarthy is going to stick around as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. also feels that, and I feel this way too, that Dak Prescott is not going anywhere. Um, if that is to be the case, I, I don't know how you inspire uh, all of the fans down in Texas, the Cowboys fans across the country, uh, the Cowboys fans in the Metroplex. I don't know how you, you evoke enthusiasm when it's just like, hey, let's run full speed into a wall. Let's be the fastest team out of the blocks every season. Let's look good. Let's look like we're running a track meet. And then you just kind of veer off into the wall. And that's what happens with the Dallas Cowboys. This is seemingly the biggest disappointment. And not seemingly. You know, even Jerry Jones' response after last night's loss is just – hey, this is one of the worst losses that I've ever experienced as owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And even watching them over the past several years, is always, oh, they look good, they look good, they look good. And they get punched in the mouth. Well, yesterday they didn't get punched in the mouth. They got jumped, got their lunch money taken away, got their their shoes taken off their feet. They were laid outside, and it's just like, why should anybody believe in them? I, I say the same thing every year. Yeah, it's nice that they look good. Let me know what they do in the postseason because everything else after that does not matter. Uh, That's why I think if you do anything, if you find a better coach than move Mike McCarthy, you move him. Jerry Jones openly talks out of his own damn mouth about how he is running out of time. And if you sat down and watch what Jerry Jones eats in the morning, Hickey, I think he's having, you remember that from Hard Knocks? What was he out like eight? Egg McMuffins, and he's pouring salt on Big Macs and pancake. He's – how his arteries still kind of pump anything, I have no idea.
3: Wait, you're telling me an Egg McMuffin a day with extra salt on top of, I'm sure, what is copious amounts of salt to begin (laughs) with? Daily is not good for your long-term health? Say it ain't so. Yeah,
2: well, you you got to (laughs) – I'll send you the video of Jerry Jones kind of emptying emptying an entire container of salt onto an Egg McMuffin. I could be making it up, but I I think it's... Oh, no, uh,
3: that was the highlight of Hard Knocks,
2: to be honest. Everything else uh, is kind of boring. What, the Dallas Cowboys? Was this like, I don't know, six, five, seven years ago, something like that? I think it was like two or three, Even I think it was even more recent. Wow. Uh, They could run the same damn hard... There's somebody floating a drone outside of the studio in front of the window in front of me, Ryan. And these things are legal? You can't do this, right? Wow. It's fine on like the a, show. Yeah, did you need like an FAA permit for this?
3: Maybe get out of the way. Maybe, if it does get yeah. shot down, even this, don't miss.
2: I, I hope not, man. This is like, these things are crazy. It, well, anyway, it's just weird when you're looking out the window and you got green and red lights just hovering in, in front of you. It's the JR. Sport Reshow Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. If I'm not here on the other side of the break, I've been abducted by aliens. 855 212 cbs is the number to give me a holler. We'll talk more about these bum cowboys. We'll talk about a winner. We'll talk about the Lions. We're going to talk about Jordan Love. We're going to get into C.J. Stroud. I'm going to take your calls as well. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, once again, the end of the road for the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, boys to men. I love boys to men. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I want to let you know, you need to thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. It guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 855-212-4CBS, thank you again to Michael Gelkin for, from, excuse me, the Dallas Morning News for joining us in the last break. Uh, we're going to spend more time as the show goes on looking into what happens next with the Dallas Cowboys. There have been a lot of reports, and, and because it's a sexy thing to do, it's the biggest name uh, to go ahead and attach Bill Belichick to the Dallas Cowboys we'll get into that later on as the show as things go on let's pick up the phones and let's go to Michigan and talk to Greg Greg you're on CBS Sports Radio
4: Jr. Mr. Positive hey I gotta tell the world happy MLK day oh my god you got my boy Elvis you got Ollie and you got MLK who's ever a Capricorn's gotta be very lucky hey in Detroit Jr. Uh, we are ecstatic. I think we can win the NFC North. I really do. I don't think uh, Tampa can beat us. Y-
2: you mean Pardon? you mean the NFC? Period? Uh, or like the divisions are done? You said NFC North.
4: Yeah, uh, it's going to be us versus the Bills in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, sometimes I get a little bit confused. If always, oh, it's okay. But I just, JR, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see Tampa beating us. I don't think Philadelphia is playing. they got to come here. 49ers. I think we can beat Green Bay. I 49ers. think, uh, you know, uh, And I don't, I don't feel too bad about the Dallas Cowboys. San, Fran-
2: Phil- San Francisco 49ers? Anyone? Ah, you're
4: right. You're always right, JR. You're the best. No, you're, you know what you're talking about. Sometimes I get caught up in the emotion. But do you honestly think that Belichick could uh, – work with uh, jerry jones the egos I
2: mean, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because i want okay. to i want to make sure that we don't run up against the break and explain that one but i, hey. I really feel you I, I wouldn't be surprised and i don't i don't want to go against you but i am uh, i'm not expecting the detroit lions to go to the super bowl if they do it god bless them i'm still at this point as it stands now today Okay. I'm going to go for the 49ers, the team that you uh, omitted.
4: Okay, very good, my friend. We'll see. Hey, everybody, agents of inclusion, go for your dreams. Oh, Love you, JR. You.
2: Thank you so much, Greg, for calling from Michigan. Yeah, I mean, that was a fun game to watch last night. The Lions beating the Rams 24-23. Uh, it's good to see both teams in this position. I didn't expect the Rams to have such a bounce back, you know, after their Super Bowl victory from a couple of seasons ago given all of the new young players that they have in, to really watch Puka Nakua come through at this stage of his career as a rookie. He just set the record for receptions as well as yardage, and he goes into this game. That dude is a bully. There's there's nobody bringing him down. There's no one man that's tackling him. He is not afraid of contact. He is a dude that you do not want to see. And a dark alley, walking down the street, you don't want no parts of Puka Nakua, and it seems like he's going to be balling like this for a long time, unless his body can't sustain it and hold up as he gets older, and some of those hits and 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 just hard hits really start to accumulate. But it's fun to watch him, man. I think at this point, especially given all of uh, Cooper Cup's injuries, it looks like Puka Nakua has has kind of passed him. In regards to what you can do, because I'm looking at some of them catches and the hits that he's taking and delivering. I'm like, Cooper Cup can't do that. He might be a great route runner and all this stuff. And he won his uh, his Super Bowl. But Nakua is is the man now moving forward for the Los Angeles Rams. But unfortunately for them, they lost. They lost to the dude that they traded away. That being Jared Goff. I know he did all that talking before the game about how this was not a revenge game. It doesn't mean anything, da, 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 just another game. And when it was all said and done, Jared Goff responded like this game meant everything, especially being able to close out the game with that, that first down at the end that allowed them to run out the clock. This was gold. As a matter of fact, let's take a listen to Jared Goff. This is what he had to say about his emotions and his feelings after beating his former team.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it, it almost, it was surreal. You know, it was it was something that you kind of imagine for so long. Um, from the moment I got here, you imagine getting that playoff win and, and having type, this type of atmosphere in front of our home crowd and um, being able to sit on the ball like that and, and finish it out. And uh, yeah, it kind of all hit me there.
2: Yeah, this was the Lions' first playoff win in 32 years. They last won against, guess who? The Cowboys in 1992. Let me tell you something. Sitting around in January on a Sunday night watching football from Detroit made me feel like I was in a twilight zone. There's certain things that you're just not accustomed to. You are just not used to. They were showing fans in the stands talking about this guy is 89 years old. He hasn't been or seen a Dallas Cowboys victory in 32 years. And they're like, oh, but he remembers the championship. Man, there was no merger the last time they won a damn title. like, And, and this is what we're showing. And so NBC did a good job in, in reminding everybody how long it's been for the Lions. Sheesh. Even Jared Goff, his emotions were wild after the game. Matthew Stafford, his emotions pretty low, coming away a loser. This is what Matthew Stafford had to say about the play of the man he was traded for. I'm happy for him. Um, I thought he played excellent today. Um, He's
3: leading an offense that's playing at a really good clip right now, and and, uh, they should be proud of him. They should be cheering for him.
2: I really want to hear from this dude. This is the head coach of the, the Lions. Mr. Bite your kneecaps, your ankles drink coffee and put more coffee on top of the coffee mix it with coffee this is dan campbell loving how his quarterback jared goff played
1: thought he played uh, top-notch football you know he, he probably had two errors and everything else was i thought he was on point he looked loose he looked relaxed i thought he threw the ball with conviction uh, was strong in the pocket Got us in the, in the right play and he felt that way all week he just was locked in all week
2: yeah, man, Dan Campbell is – he's something different. He mixes his coffee with his coffee. He was kind of uh, kind of mellowed out there after the victory. I know when he ran into that locker room, he was pretty hyped as he told Jared Goff, you know who wants Jared Goff? You know who Jared Goff is good enough for? Detroit. Not too bad. And Detroit punched Los Angeles in the mouth. Pretty cool. Anyway – Dan Campbell continued on. We know Dan Campbell is not afraid to go for it on fourth down four different times. Dan Campbell is not afraid to, to walk through lava. He will go through anything. Don't go gambling with Dan Campbell. He talked about being aggressive, getting the yardage to close out the game.
1: Ultimately, man, we did what we had to do to win that game and played it the right way. And in the critical moment... Seal the game. We put it in golf's hands. He gets it to Saint and we're able to kneel on it.
2: Yeah, first down, clock ran. Game over. The Lions beat the Rams twenty-four to twenty-three. We're gonna find out who the Lions host next. That's right. The Lions are going to have another postseason game. They're gonna host either Tampa Bay or Philly. Whoever walks away with the victory tonight in a few hours matthew stafford he is going on vacation he went back to detroit the team that traded him to get a win in los angeles hoisting that vince lombardi matthew stafford heard some booze and he said i don't care It's
3: a playoff game you know i'm not i'm not surprised that uh, they were excited about cheering for their team and uh, i'm not too worried about um, you know anybody's uh, personal feelings towards me
2: that was sitting in the stands Yeah, why would he? He win a Super Bowl. Yeah, why would he? I mean, people in the Lions are going to probably respect him forever. Man has the most passing yards, touchdowns in, in Lions history. He just had to go elsewhere to win his title. This is a trade that actually worked out best for everybody. The Lions are now ridiculously competitive. They might be on their way to a Super Bowl or an NFC championship game. And the Rams? Well, if they sold their soul, they sold everything to win a Super Bowl. And they did. I think the Lions got a little bit more trying to cash out on right now. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Matter of fact, I think in uh, maybe about an hour and a half from now, let's talk to a former Lion, Lomas Brown. He's going to come through and join us. When we come back, I'm going to take your calls. We're going to talk about some of the great young QBs that we've seen over the weekend. It's the Jr. Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.